Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the 21st episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 and counting shows that we will be studying hello kate hi pauline 21 21 i felt like i rushed through that and I, and, and listeners it's not that it's becoming so familiar to me you know it's just that i'm so excited to get in yes what are you drinking yes let's start with important and uh desperately hoping we can get some advertisers from um yes kate so uh on this on this hot evening it, on this hot evening in los angeles what i like to do best is pick up a uh a, a cool six-pack of wolf pup session ipa from golden road i love golden road i do love golden road. We've been there. yes you know we have <laughs> yes kate and i because kate is in austin i'm in los angeles but kate was in la for a very very long time that's where we fell where we met and fell in love and i remember a very particular light all of us going <laughs> going to golden road i do remember that i still have like photos from um the little photo booth that they have there mm-hmm. uh we don't need to mention who it was who the photos were with but yeah. um <laughs> let's not please but we have photos from that but I remember us being in Golden Road and you know what would be so great as um uh, if I was in charge of Golden Road marketing I would think you know what would be great if there was a podcast like a local podcast a local recording podcast that really enjoyed drinking Golden Road Wolf Pup Session IPA during their recordings so Fingers crossed on that, Kate. It'd be a good place to have a live podcast event too, because I know <gasps> they do um they do live karaoke there with a band. Or they used to, Kate. anyway. 
right? Okay, listeners, we're going to manifest this place, Golden Road, by the way. And this is kind of like an advertisement, but Golden Road is a super cool brewery in Los Angeles. It's kind of, you're driving kind of in a weird industrial place and you end up there. I used to live, Landy and I lived yes, right by there. It's it's near Atwater Village, but it's sort of yes. on the side that's less developed. Yes. And, and you go in and it's so awesome. They have like, games and they have like a air I don't know it's a huge big space and they have gigs there as well like people bands play there and stuff they've like a golden road festival it's super cool and Kate you just said it that is where we are going to have the first live tender loving care question mark event Kate you just nailed it dude nailed it that would be so fun that will Let's put it into the universe. That will, that will be so fun. fun. Um, so listeners, date TBD. Um, but <laughs> but, but um, after this, I will get on to um, Golden Road and see what they can do about it. So, Kate, what are you drinking? You look like you have a big chalice. Well, it's actually a what you're drinking last week, Stella Atois glass. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm drinking a Arnold Palmer with Tito's vodka. Thank God. That reminds me of Tinsley. Um, thank God you did. Uh, when you said Arnold Palmer, I, there was a little bit I was taken aback. But then we added the body and I'm like, great. Good, good, good. And then I meant to have a glass of water, but somehow I ended up over here with a eh. vodka water lemon. Eh. So that's water. That's, yeah. that's fine. You're, yeah. you're all good. You're yeah. all good. Great. Um. Kate, before we get into it, you know, we mm-hmm. always like to do a little bit of housekeeping. We yeah. like to have a little chit chat. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, this, no, it wasn't last week. It was a couple of weeks ago. I had discussed that I had started watching the second season of 90 Day Love in Paradise, which Kate and I had covered way back in a couple of episodes. Um, and the first we weren't when we recorded it we weren't like too enamored with the first season because there wasn't a ton of drama and like explosive arguments which kate and i live for yeah but the second season is out now and i said to you listeners and to kate you have to go and watch it i get a text from kate today saying i've just binge watched all of love in paradise and kate was i right i mean it's i have one word for you of the difference season one season two casting ah i mean that's all it is that's all it is the premise is great but the casting season one they just didn't find people with big enough issues yes (laughs) not enough mental health issues not enough daddy issues like that's the people we're looking for and relationship and relationship issues i mean the gay couple of two tops one's polyamorous one's not the hairline you mentioned dream oh my god and um the (laughs) oh i know what you're gonna say well the girl with the baby who's trying to force a family and he clearly like has five girlfriends oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) And the guy I'd forgotten to mention this, I think when I was trying to promote it was the, uh, there's um, two women that are in (gasps) love with this. Okay. Okay. They're these two women from Mexico, very good looking, attractive women. They are in a relationship. This 
man that I honestly thought, and this is not me taking the piss. I honestly thought he was on the previous TLC show, which we had covered, that was part like too large. I thought he was a part of that, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) he had gone on a holiday down there and these two women became completely enamored by him, right? I don't know why I'm sounding shocked. I'm sorry, I'm going to read. These two women became completely enamored by him. Okay, with Let's, him. we don't have to be that PC. It's if okay. you look at photos, it's like uh, he is much older, um, and just less less conventionally attractive. I guess he's not ugly. He's not. But these girls are like these young bisexual girls who've been together ten years. Yeah, and he just he looks like. I mean, he's old enough he to be does. their dad, probably. I mean, Plus, he's, he's just he older. And he evidently doesn't. It's the fact that he doesn't take care of himself. He's very morbidly. He's morbidly obese. And that's not an exaggeration. He's very, very unhealthy looking. You can see in his skin. And you can trust me, Kate and I have studied enough morbidly obese people. And skin shows. TLC. And skin shows. Yes, exactly. We know what we're looking at. Experts at this point. So he goes down to Mexico. These two girls are just like, oh, we just had the most amazing sexual time with them. And you're watching this going, sorry, what? Anyway, he comes back to America. He maintains a relationship with both of them. But one of them in particular, the one that speaks English, she's this cute, fit, very attractive young girl. And she's like, you know what? We have fallen madly in love. Um, I'm madly in love with him. Um, and I'm going to marry him. But the thing is, I haven't told my girlfriend yet. I hope she won't be mad. You're just like, sorry, what? Yeah. So then he goes, so he's planning to go back down there. And she's like, you know, I've been in this, you know, steady relationship with this woman for like 10 years. And she's like, yeah, I am going to marry him when he comes down here. But I just haven't felt the right time to tell her yet. And this girl, the other partner is like, I'm so can't, I can't wait to meet him again. Oh, it's gonna, we're going to have so much fun. She has no idea. It's bananas. It's pure 90 day. I mean, and, pure 90 day. and he's not moving down there. They're planning, like the plan was for him to come down. They get married or, and, you know, have this vacation with the three of them. And I guess try to convince her girlfriend to come with them, but they're, they're going to move back to the States. So she's fully planning on leaving her 10 year partner there. And this partner has no idea. This partner's no like, idea. I'm in a relationship with this girl. And this is a guy that he's going to come down for a holiday. And we're going to have some sex and that's it. Cause that's what they normally do. Yeah. And I'm watching this and I'm just like, glorious casting. Like you are now allowed oh. to be part of 90 days. So listeners, if you have not um got on to this get on it watch 90 day um paradise what's it called i was gonna say paradise love in paradise (laughs) love in paradise (laughs) that's it but so i kay had said that and she texted me today about it and i had texted back and i said there's something else i need you to watch and i just i put hashtag save it for the potty kate there's another one we need to go back to so listeners you may apparently tlc you've got to go in second season apart from 90 day fiance that was always the best but um this show we reviewed once again a couple of uh, more than a couple of episodes back and it was seeking sister wife i have watched the second season and in a nutshell it's full of very tiny men 
all with Napoleon complexes that are absolute disasters. And these women that can't stop sleeping with them. And you cannot, for the life of you, understand what's going on. Have you seen it, Kate? No, but I've been wanting to. Kate, okay. there is one man on this. Okay. I, I honestly don't understand. It opens up. And listeners, we will get onto our shows. Just give us a second here. This is all TLC themed. It's it's not about my life in LA yet. Yet. We'll get <laughs> onto that later. But no, so this it opens up with this one guy, right? And he's short. They're all short, okay? Which, anyway, says something. But they... He, he, Shirt kings. They're not kings. All Napoleon complexes. So he's introduced with his two wives, okay? Mm -hmm. And one looks like a dark-haired version of Janelle from uh, Sister Wives. Looks like like her. The other one, yep. The other one is um you know like a thin young version. It's a weird, it's a weird, they're completely different. But anyway, he They're in this very, very small house, okay? And they keep saying that. They're in a really, really small house. And the the Janelle-looking one has a son from a previous marriage who you see him at the beginning because the whole thing is they're making dinner in the kitchen. And he just looks like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be part of this. I can't believe there's a camera in my face. It gets super disturbing. But she's like, oh, my son is so used to this. He's so happy with everything. She says, it's a very small house. And she says, but you know, what's really great is um, we just have such an amazing relationship. Me and my sister wife, we actually met at work and we're the ones that go out to work. By the way, the first scene is them cooking all the dinner and cleaning. We, we go out to work and our husband, and let's just call him Tony. I can't remember his name. Or Napoleon. Napoleon stays at home and he just learns and honest this is how she's talking to camera she's like I just honestly makes me want she starts tearing up makes me want to cry like how much he teaches us because he just studies all day and it's just so beautiful and I just and she turns to me she's like I just thank you they're out working 12 hours a day and this little minion is fucking in the house picking up books. And by the way, he's not in like a master's program or a PhD. He's reading supposedly all day. So there's a scene, they're cooking this dinner and he walks in and leans against the doorpost and is like, or the doorframe. And is like, yeah, so um, I was reading, I mean, you couldn't make this up. So yeah, I was reading today about how molecules will be attracted to, um, I don't know what it was because I was just throwing and screaming stuff at the TV at this point. It is mind blowing. And they're just like, he's so intelligent. We don't mind working and cleaning and cooking and doing everything around the house. He just, <sighs> he just teaches us so much. And then of course he's got the new, he's courting a new wife, right? And because they live in this tiny house, they all have to sleep in the same bed together. <gasps> so that's you get, appalling. Good. So you get him going like, oh, so there's a new girl I'm interested in. I'm going to go and take her out for dinner. And I was like, I wonder with whose money? Because you're not making any money. So he goes and takes her out. She's like 22 years old. And he takes her out. 
And then over dinner, he's asking all these questions about the future of like, you know, what we're going to, how we're going to live. And is this some, a lifestyle you want? And she's like, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to come back to the house? And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. She comes back to the house and the two women are like, oh, we were so excited to meet you. I'm so happy. And then he's like, yeah, so she's staying the night. And the two wives are like, oh, oh, that's fine. We'll just sleep out here. So he goes in and bangs this girl. And then the next morning, these two women, before they get up for their 12 hours at work, go, yeah, you know, after, you know, at some time, we did just crawl into bed so we could all fall asleep together. And he then they went off to work and you just saw him in the morning being like, "Mm, do you want some orange juice? To the the woman he's just had sex, the 22-year-old he's just had sex with. I, I, Kate, you would not believe what you're watching. There's another guy that is wearing cowboy, that's five foot six, and he's wearing cowboy boots with jeans tucked into them, a fake leather vest, and a Stetson in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. He is in love with a second wife that's in brazil like i can't make this up you have to go and watch it it's unbelievable kate how do these men i get all these women in love with them i just sleeping with them let's forget love but just sleeping with them even that i mean another show where we are just aghast at how these horrible people have people sleeping with them i mean look you and i can probably look back on the people that we've slept with and gone right eh, maybe there's some we shouldn't but nothing nothing compared <sighs> to the choices that these women are making these men are absolute 100 losers i mean colty <laughs> colty colty was getting laid i mean this guy that's five foot six with jeans tucked into cowboy boots is getting laid by three women I'm dying that you keep saying five foot six. (laughs) I just can't. Look, listen, I'm five foot ten. I understand I may have some bias, but I just, Kate, you know, Kate and I have a mutual friend that was, um, actually, he's not even a friend, but um, a very, very short man that had the exact same complex. And let's just say it did not work out well for him and his multiple girlfriends. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine if you're short, just don't have the complex, which I guess, you know, you maybe you got made fun of, you have a little chip on your shoulder. That's all like, it is. That's all now. it is. It's these guys, it's like what I say about um, dating someone that was maybe heavy in high school, no mm-hmm. harm to them. Obviously, that's really fucking hard and they lost weight and they, you know, lost weight when they got older and then you date them and you realize how many hangups they have. And they're usually always cheaters because they didn't get laid that much in high school. So they Mm -hmm. compensate for it after they leave. And you're like, whoa, this is not someone I ever want to be in a relationship with. I mean, it all comes down to working through things in therapy before you get that involved with someone. And the fact everyone's a moron. But anyway, so let's also that. Okay. Also that. Um, and we are reviewing, you know, we are talking about people here from um, from TLC shows that voluntarily right. said, I'm going to go on a TLC show. You know what? I kind of <laughs> like this. <laughs> I kind of like this because, uh, you know, we both keep up with the current shows. So maybe yes. at the beginning, we bring in a little bit of like current TV chatter. Okay. Because it's so important. Like it we is. don't watch enough crap. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> 
do you want to take us into what's going on in this week's show? Yeah. Okay. So last week we spun the wheel of shame and uh, we spun it twice. So mm-hmm. the one of the things we spun, it's a documentary called The Fattest Man Alive. Uh, couldn't find it. <laughs> scoured the internet it's gone fattest, sorry the fattest man in the world i want oh, you to sorry. get <laughs> fattest man alive fattest man. i'm paraphrasing <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm even wrong i'm looking at notes the world's fattest man it's like coney island well, well, I know. fattest on, man of all time <laughs> is tlc's being censored by naming a documentary the world's fattest man okay there it is Okay, so anyways, it's not online anymore. You can't stream it anywhere. <laughs> it's gone. So the other show that we watched was called Brides, Grooms, and Emergency Rooms. And this is how TLC describes this show. Couples relate their tales of strange wedding mishaps that led them to the emergency room instead of the altar on their special day. Now, and three episodes we watched. Yes, that was a blessing from the Wheel of Shame because, you know, Kate and, I are, Kate and I definitely are, um, are quite expressive. So these potties, I do understand that they are going on for a very long period of time. And, you know, as we said, like TLC is background TV, Tender Love and Care question mark podcast is probably going to be background podcast. You know what? I ha- <laughs> I have a few friends that have told me that since it's long, but they don't mind. They just, they, every time they get in their car, they listen to a little bit more. Right. And I think that's the perfect way to digest this. Okay. I just have friends that say, oh, there's another, you have a podcast. No, I don't. (laughs) Um (laughs) Oh, you're still doing that? Oh, really? God. Ooh. Um, (laughs) When are you going to get a proper job point? So anyway. <laughs> and stop talking about me. Exactly. Hey, guess what, bitches? You're all getting spoken about. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> every every guy, if you're listening to this, if I met you in Los Angeles, I'm gonna talk about you. And it's probably not gonna go down too well. Mention it all. Mention it all. Anyway, so this came on and we were kind of like okay so it's it was a short one we only had like three episodes um and when this was pulled I did say in the wheel of shame to Kate I was like fingers crossed this is going to be another reenactment like Kate and I love a TLC reenactment because TLC is bottom of the barrel but when you go TLC reenactment it is like bottom scraping diving into the bedrock of the it's, bottom. it's it's so bad that it then becomes gold that is on par with their top shows because it is so corny True. and you laugh at it so much. <laughs> True. Like it's bad, 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 but I laughed and I was in shock several times. So let's get into this. Do you want to get into it? So why don't you take us, Kate, into, let me pull up my notes here. All right, let's take us into the first episode that was called In Sickness and More Sickness. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. So first of all, each episode that we watch is about 45 minutes long and there were three couples profiled in each episode. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about nine couples. There you go. Okay. So the first couple that we're introduced to is Landon and Jamie. They're in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
she proposed to him. She made a homemade mm-hmm. card and put a receipt to the ring inside the card and wrote the words, will you? And he didn't get it. She also had a green right. wedding Thank dress. Thank you. I wanted to pause on this because I think the majority of this should be about the green wedding dress. First Thank of all, you, this is why we're friends. This is first <laughs> of all, first of all, the proposal. Yeah. The guy didn't, I don't even know Jamie Landon, which was male, which is female here. Jamie Landon. I can't even remember. All the couples Who's, are like that. I have no idea. I know. I have no idea. Whoever the male was that was proposed to. Because I didn't get it. It was stupid. What will you and a receipt? Can you imagine being pro- proposed to with a receipt? And they were telling this, you know, you do get the the interviews, right, with them as well as the reenactment. And this is a recent show as well. So unfortunately, we don't get the mid-2000s reenactments. <laughs> this is a recent show because mid-2000s, they don't even care, like, who they're casting for the reenactment. Yeah. They really don't. Um, so first of all, that was a bunch of bullshit. But then she said, and you know, I was really, you know, I just thought the, the theme for a wedding should be green. They did, then the reenactment, they showed these dresses and you thought that's absolutely hideous. There's no way it was anything like that. Then they showed photos from their actual wedding. And it was that hideous. It was absolutely heinous. It was bright neon like neon green she needs new friends and honestly a new family because no one told her that that was the worst idea ever i i I mean um, the majority of these people all had terrible ideas but this stood out as green green eyeliner and like a neon green dress all the bridesmaids were great you just what are you doing with your life like you tacky 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 so it starts off, you you know, they, they do kind of, they talk about the proposal and stuff like that. We're foodies. And, We're foodies, they say. Oh, God. Foodie beauty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they start off about the rehearsal dinner, um, which I've never understood in wedding culture. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit as well. So you have a, before the wedding, it's usually like the night before, mm-hmm. you have a, just a dinner with more money that you spend to just feed people so everyone's together the night before the wedding i don't and right well there, as well there is an actual rehearsal like where the the wedding party kind of goes through what the whole routine of the song and dance of the wedding is and then there's a dinner and it, i think it's just kind of like oh okay. thanks for coming we're all gathered here let's have a it's just a pre-dinner to the post-dinner Got okay. it, got it. Um, yeah. So they had that and they said, we had the same caterer for the, um, as soon as they mentioned this, you were like, here we go, something's mm-hmm. going on. So yep. we had the same caterer for the um, rehearsal dinner as we did that's going to cater our wedding. So we did that the next morning, we woke up, everything was good. And the bride, Jamie or Landon, unclear, um, was sitting and she was saying, I was just having a moment to myself. I was just thinking, you know, about what's going on. And I said, you know, that moment should have been, what am I doing getting married in a neon green dress? But I don't think that really occurred to her. I think she just thought, let you know, well, let, this is going to be a great wedding. Um, then she says the door, and you see the reenactment, the door was like thrown open. And the flower girl comes in, and essentially she had got the shits all over. Okay. Okay. 
The visual is so Love. funny. That's why I'm laughing so hard. She had got the shits all over the car that she was being driven in, right? And so this woman, Jamie Orlandon, unclear, is saying, you know, the flower girl came in and she was covered in diarrhea. I'm about to get married in like literally 15 minutes. So, you know, I just started cleaning all the diarrhea off her. Jeff hey, the PA <laughs> had to smear a chocolate bar over this dress. The reenactment was just this girl that literally you could see was not an actress. She had just been pushed through this door by probably Jeff the PA and was like, just walk up to this woman and we'll film you. So she walks up basically looking at the camera yeah. and there's like tool on her dress and someone has just got like a chocolate bar, Jeff the PA, yeah. and put it all over her dress. Yeah. So... Then she, so she goes up and she's, and she's just very, by the way, there was no shock in the fact that she's like, oh, it's 15 minutes to my wedding and I'm cleaning shit off a little girl and vomit. Number one. Okay. If the girl is shitting and vomiting, she, sh- she shouldn't be walking down the aisle in 15 minutes. Number two, I'm about to get married. I am not cleaning shit off a little girl uh, or little boy, whoever yeah. it is a leprechaun, whatever it is in this green, hideous dress. I am not cleaning shit. So she's like, then she said she got it like on her veil as well. She said she was walking down the aisle with like shit on her veil. And she's like, oh, oh well. I mean, this is a woman who proposed with a receipt. So, oh, well, there we go. You're right. You're right. And the, they say that the, the groom is waiting at the altar and she's just wiping shit. Like they're, the I wedding can't. is waiting on her and she's wiping shit. So anyways, they get the girl cleaned up enough. She, the girl still has oh, like shit yeah. stains on her dress and they push the girl down the aisle and the, the flower girl is like walking. I was just like, she's probably walking by and everyone can smell her. That's what obviously. I was that's so true. There's literally like she goes, we kind of got her cleared up. Like there was still shit on her. And then you see the reenactment of this groom. And I looked at the groom, right? Now the Jamie Orlandon, whoever was the, the man in this, in the interview has a bald head. The reenactment groom looked like, and I just put an Elvis impersonator. He had like jet black, dyed long hair. And I'm like, oh, is that- that's, that's really who you wanted to choose. That's really what we were doing. He looked like he was at the end of the aisle about to burst into song. So the reenactment has this girl coming up that has, you know, chocolate stains all over this dress. And the woman's just like, you know, um, we got through, you know, we went through the ceremony. It was all really, really beautiful. And then we headed to our reception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, first of all, just have to say, I wrote down that the actor looks like Justin Long and you put Elvis. You know, this is so weird. You just mentioned that. I just listened to a thing on YouTube and this is going off on a tangent, guys. All I'm going to tell you is look up Justin Long and his kidnapping story. (gasps) Okay, don't ask me what time of the day it was, how I ended up down this rabbit hole. On YouTube, there was celebrity kidnappings and people that have been kidnapped. Did you ever hear the Jessica Alba story? No. Okay. Jessica Alba was kidnapped while she was working on a show. She was a child actress, apparently, in Australia. She was kidnapped in a car. Oh, I think she was back in the States. At 15 years old, she was found in the boot, in the um, trunk of a car, 
And apparently no one was ever caught for it. It has never been discussed. She will not discuss it in interviews. And I'm like, I have never heard this story of 15. Apparently she was missing for like eight hours. God knows what happened to her. And then they talk about Justin Long that got kidnapped while he was filming this um, movie with um, Steve Buscemi. Guys, if you have never heard this story, you have to go and Google on YouTube celebrity kidnappings. Well, this isn't entirely off topic. We'll get into that later. So, um, okay. So we're at the reception. Everyone's yes. in their ugly green garb. And everyone's starting to kind of chow down. The bride and the groom are going around and saying hi to everyone. And the flower girls, remember the flower girl who shit on herself in the car? Sure, sure. Um, so she is now going around to everyone. Well, and- no, she's doing that at the rehearsal. No, it was at the rehearsal. Oh, her- duh, 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 yes. duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we should mention that at the rehearsal, she she went around and was like, hi, hi, hi. Okay. Yeah. So... um they're eating and all of a sudden it just starts to get kind of quiet and Mm -hmm. they start hearing people kind of like moaning and people are Mm -hmm. holding their stomachs. Everyone's getting kind of like pale and sweaty and clammy. And then the guests just start getting up and running to the bathroom pretty soon, 20, 30, almost everyone there is running to the bathrooms. They all are puking and shitting simultaneously I can't there's three bathrooms at this venue three there was 130 people they said that they turned around at one point and the wedding was just silent the reception was just silent and all it reminded me of anyone out there if you if you've watched if you're a big fan of always sunny in Philadelphia the Ponderosa wedding where they spiked the milk with bath salts if you've (laughs) ever seen that episode if you have not you should go and watch it because it's hilarious but it was this wedding where everyone's on bath salts and they slowly realize it but it was like this there were 130 people and they said it was just they they looked around the reception was just silent and people were up they were shitting themselves they were going in and shitting outside in garbage cans they were on the lawns shitting themselves because people wouldn't give up the bathroom stalls because you know when you are that ill you you're like i'm not leaving this fucking stool and so the mom she goes we tore that bathroom up and i tried to go into the hallway to find a mop so i could start cleaning up yeah, the shit. Yeah, yeah. and she goes well couldn't use the mop bucket because someone used it to shit in. I mean, it was so disgusting. They were like the smell smelled like a rat died inside of a fucking horse. Like it was just like so gross. It was honestly, uh, here's the thing. If you've ever had food poisoning, food poisoning, I'm sure the majority of people listening have called in to work to get off work by saying they had food poisoning. But when you actually have food poisoning, I've had it twice in my life. It is the most awful thing you are literally vomiting you on a toilet vomiting into a bucket and shitting in the toilet like and that goes on for like three or four days it is horrible it is food poisoning is the worst because your body's just expelling everything it can to get rid of this poison and there are 130 people so they're like well you know what do we what do we do so they they think they're looking around the bride and groom is still fine at this point and they're looking around going it must be food poisoning mm-hmm. so they're looking and they're saying 
but then they have vegan friends that didn't eat anything and they're ill. So you're watching this going, well, what? So I started thinking, oh, it must be in the water or something. And then they're like, oh, it could be carbon monoxide poisoning. So you're trying to figure out what it is. It ends up that this little bitch of a flower girl, (laughs) Alyssa, this little six-year-old bitch had got norovirus like three weeks or something before the wedding was seriously intensely ill and apparently some bobo doctor was like nah she's fine she can go to the wedding so she went to the wedding was at the rehearsal dinner and spread it to absolutely everyone that was at that wedding and they all nearly shit themselves to death and that was their wedding They nicknamed this little girl Typhoid Mary. To this day, they call her that. They interviewed this girl. She's like nine. She's like nine now. And they're like, so that was crazy, right? When you gave everyone diarrhea. (laughs) She's like, "Uh, yeah, I felt kind of bad. But like, I don't know. I don't know. She was (laughs) so the reenactment yeah. was just a lot of people like running across lawns and going oh and holding their stomach but you were just like yeah that's you know what that's what you get if you choose green as the color for your wedding dress so moving exactly. swiftly on yep next one we had was in nebraska hi colty um john and um John and that's my Colty, not Colty from 90 Day. Um, John and Christine in Nebraska. So I just put the first note is they both look about 12. Um, they went to university in Iowa, Kate. I don't know if you picked my up alma on that. mater. I have that written down. They went to my alma mater. But uh, there's two state, there's isn't it? I don't know anything about American universities, but it's Iowa State. There's Iowa there's- State and University of Iowa. I went to University of Iowa, which I think the guy went to, and then. Oh she was there and she was in my dorm and i knew i'd marry her right then oh god Silent men okay so (laughs) he goes i had a crush on her right away and she goes i didn't know that he doesn't talk much these people did they seem to to me they seemed like they barely knew each other yeah no what happened is is this was a girl that um was from this whole Nebraska, Iowa area that is like, hey, guess what? I have to get married before I'm 25 or my life is completely in ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I went to university with someone. Um, hey, why didn't I get married to him? And that's essentially what happened. And all she wanted was the wedding. Another person that we know that's like that, Kate, um, that's just like, I just want a wedding. It doesn't matter. It's just a place filler. These people just want anyone that's going to be a groom because they just want to get married. So, um, yeah, our particular person that we knew said she wasn't, quote, she had this big engagement and then she that that fell apart. And she said, you know what? I'm not going to leave Los Angeles until I have um, another engagement because otherwise I'm a failure. So once again, I told you I was going to tell you uh, a lot of stories in my life. And there's one of them. Bye, bitch. Um, Okay. So (laughs) this couple is crafty. They are. She is. She she is. is. She is. She is. Yeah. He doesn't have a personality. So they're like. Uh, doing she's she is doing a lot of DIY stuff she decides she's going to go out and gather a bunch of wildflowers 
Uh-huh. around the property and she makes with these plants that she finds these beautiful wildflower plants mm-hmm. she makes 80 centerpieces headpieces for the flower girls all the bouquets all the Insane. boutonnieres Insane. um just everything with these things she found then she goes to get ready for the wedding she's mm-hmm. washing her face mm-hmm. and she starts getting shivers she's hot she gets, starts to get this rash Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I'll put cucumbers over my eyes. She thinks it's going to go away. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm like, take a Benadryl, take something. But anyway, she eventually says she's taking like an antihistamine or something, but it starts going like all her face, down her neck, on her arms. She says that, you know, they were doing their makeup and she was just crying because her eyes were so inflamed that she could barely see. At this point where she's getting her makeup done, she could barely see. But she's like, nope, I'm getting married. Nope, I'm getting married. Nope, I'm getting married. So, she ends up walking down the aisle, aisle and she says, I got to the point and I just completely lost my vision. Yeah. And this, this John, who's like a lump on a lump on a log or whatever is like, yeah, I saw, you know, that she, you know, had really inflamed eyes and she wasn't feeling too well. But, and she says in the interview, all I wanted to do was get married. I had to get married. So we just rushed our I do's. Like, do these people just, what is this thing with, I have to get married? There's nothing about, I have to have a solidified union with my life partner. It's not about that. It's about, I want to be in a white dress down an aisle and get, and just get, say I'm a wife. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's it's checking off a box. It's checking off a box. These are all people that are like, I just need to get this fucking done. That's what it was. And so she's, so then they're like, we rushed our I do's and then I went to the hospital. So you're like, okay. So she went to the hospital. I have dialogue. I have dialogue. Oh, go. If you have dialogue with the poison, go. Okay. Okay. So he, they, uh, they get to the hospital. They're in the ER. She's screaming in pain. The actor that this is the reenactment, everyone. So the doctor goes, he just turns, just turns to the husband. He turns to the husband and he goes, turns out. It was poison. <gasps> and then the and then John, the husband goes like poison, poison. <gasps> and then the doctor turns and says, yes. And then walks out, <laughs> just walks out. You know, because that's what a doc, that's what a medical professional would do. They would give you a line like that and no explanation. Um, so then the interview is like, hang on, you were actually poisoned. She's like, yes. Do, 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 do. So guess what? The flowers poisoned her. I mean, we all knew that as we were watching it. It's not really, it's really not that big of a deal. So, well, it is a big of a deal, but we knew what was going to happen. So anyway, she has this horrendous rash all over her eyes are inflamed. And then she's like, well, what happened is I just wanted to get out my dress. So I put on PJs and then ran back onto the dance floor. So she's back at her wedding in pajamas. And you just think there's something so off about this entire story. They, they, she just seems someone that was so exactly what we've described, desperate to get married. There was a wedding. She said, I do. And that's all that mattered. Doesn't matter. That's all that matters. That's it. That's it. Now let me go and start my Lulu Row company. I mean, it was just, you know, Exactly. I mean, she, she was acting as if someone had made a threat against her. Like I will, I will kill your entire family. If you don't get married by 7 PM on June 5th, like by sundown bitch. And she's like, I can't see, but I have to get to the aisle. I have to get down the aisle. 
go to the doctors it was it was so annoying and and they they yeah. literally about like 22 years old and you're like oh good uh, luck yeah. next one was this was this one was something oh frank yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah kate's just realizing who we're moving on to frank and patricia lake lanier georgia and they both knew each other from childhood blah 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 anyway so um they got together at another wedding. He proposed after six months. They were going to have a wedding by the grandmother's lake house in Georgia. They'd watched the weather and there'd been a ton of rain. Apparently there had been 18 inches of rain in 36 hours. Okay, so it'd been a ton. This Patricia is a complete control freak of everything had to be perfect. And the biggest wedding, the best wedding, it was going to be in this um by the lake. The lake had like flooded. Um, So she had 13 bridesmaids and there were 13 groomsmen 13 dude. come on so um you see the wedding and you because you, you get a lot of this actual home video as well so you see this interspersed with the reenactment you see this um they had the wedding the ceremony went fine and then it was pictures so what they decided to do is go on this deck that was built out into the lake for kate don't go on there for photos so you've got 28 people right 13 bridesmaids 13 screamsmen uh frank and patricia the bride now there is a woman that's speaking and she's a little person she's only three foot nine and she was one of the bridesmaids so i'm telling you this because they go on there and they're like holding on to everyone's posing for a photo like over this rail and the three foot nine bridesmaid couldn't reach the rail so she's like if something happens here like, I'm going to go into the water. If someone pushes me, I'm going to, there was a gap. She's like, I'm going to fall into the water. Anyway, so you see the home footage. You see the fucking deck collapses. Everyone ends up into the water, okay? There is one bridesmaid that needs to be the focus of this entire thing. Yeah, Kate, I know. Thank you. So you see them and they're all kind of talking about what's going on. They're like, we didn't know what happened. We had this massive crack. We all ended up in the water. Um, the bride's like, I had to, the groom is like, I had to get to my bride. She was wearing a massive heavy dress. She could drown. You know, it was really serious. The little person, she got herself up. She was a swimmer, luckily, but she got herself up. But she said that the rail could have pinned her down. And then there's this one bridesmaid. Okay. Mm-hmm. the rail had hit her so violently she didn't realize at first she finally got herself up and was you know out of the water they all dragged themselves out okay they kept doing head counts they did get everyone they realized everyone was there and this whole narrative takes over that patricia the bride is like you know what but it was kind of fine in the end because we all laughed about it and we had a great party so then you see footage of them like partying and everything like this but what they don't say a jack shit about is this other bridesmaid had <sighs> fractured her hip, dislocated her shoulder, broke her foot, and broke her leg. She had been, she'd gone to hospital, all of this had happened, and she said, and I quote, I had no idea how much this day would absolutely change my life. And these morons, this bride and groom, are like, it was, it ended up being such a great day. You cut to them being like, tonight's gonna be a good night. They're like dancing. And she's like, yeah, my head hit a rock when I went underwater and half my body went limp. And I'm like, why? I, it was so awful. This woman's, she couldn't walk for like six months. And it was, and these morons like, yeah, but it's okay. We had a great time. It was so poorly like i couldn't believe those idiots 
I couldn't either. I mean, if that had happened to my friend, I would be mortified. I would be like, I can't really party right now. Like, I have to go to the hospital with her. It's not even the fact. No, I wouldn't expect the bride to leave her wedding. I absolutely (sighs) wouldn't. I'd be like, no, stay. What is mortifying to me is that these two idiots are being interviewed and they don't mention this bride bridesmaid that's what they don't say yeah you know we ended up making the best of it we're all soaked in lake water but whatever but it was really hard on my friend because she had to go through she had broken bones I mean she had broken bones they mentioned nothing they were just like oh well we all ended up okay well the edit in the edit maybe they did maybe they did and TLC was like TLC, let's maybe. make these people <laughs> look like assholes let's make it good <laughs> probably so, so yeah that was episode one Kate do you want to take us into episode two the gates of hell had opened yes okay I feel like these just get steadily more and more insane okay oh my so- god I know this one is Kit and Jordan don't know who's the guy don't know who's unclear clear kit jordan they're in denver colorado they met when they were working at the same gym so these are both like really fit people they um he goes he goes yeah when i first saw her i was like wow she's hot but let's just be friends and then i started talking to her and i was like whoa she has a brain too that's crazy brother like he's 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 a bro and so they end up dating. They start training for a bodybuilding competition and they both win. And then they're planning their wedding and he's getting a new job and they're going to move after the wedding. It's like a lot going on. They go to a barbecue at her family's house. Um, and this is a few days before this is like four or five days before the wedding. They're at a barbecue at her family's and, um, he starts feeling like shit. He has cold sweats all night. He's wheezing. It honestly sounded like COVID when they were describing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally he goes to the doctor um, and he gets checked for the flu. He's negative. They're like, oh, it's a virus. Take ibuprofen, drink some water. You're fine. So he goes back home. And then the next day he gets up, he drops to the kitchen floor. He's coughing, heart racing. He has a temperature of 105.7. So they go to the hospital again. And this is a few days before the wedding. So they're, he's at the hospital. They're trying to get his temperature down. They don't know what's wrong with him at all. The doctor says he's not going anywhere. Like this is serious and we don't Mm -hmm. know what's happening. Mm -hmm. So what she does at this point, what is she doing when her fiance is in the hospital unclear of what's going on with him he has a temperature so high that he could be facing going into a coma because at like Mm -hmm. 106 you go into a coma Mm -hmm. what did she decide to do while uh her fiance was there uh she fucked off to the rehearsal dinner by herself (laughs) i just i i put this down as a note because i thought i'm i'm sorry she went to this rehearsal dinner on her own, her husband-to-be has been hospitalized. He's so deathly ill. His organs were shutting down. By the way, his organs were yeah, shutting down. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I, well, you know, I went to the rehearsal dinner um, because I thought if he's there, they can fix it. And you see this idiot sat at some rehearsal dinner and she's going, and then I got a call from the hospital that they were like, he may not make it. I mean, this is how serious it was. And she goes, so I left immediately. Oh, how noble. Oh, bravo. How noble of you. 
So they get in there and this guy, they don't know what's going on, but his, his entire nervous system is shutting down. His organs are shutting down. They're just like, what is going on? And they basically figured out that they think he had been, when he was at his bodybuilding, whatever fitness show, um, in Arizona, that he had possibly got viral valley fever. And it had just completely, like, nearly killed it. Essentially nearly killed this man. Yeah, it, like, it breaks down. They think that, like, his muscles got broken down due to overexertion. And his heart started failing. Kidney started failing. He was, did he go in? He was, like, about to go into sepsis. Yes, that's it. And sepsis, you, you can't come back from, really. A very few people come back from sepsis. Yeah. So he's about to die basically like he's on death's door he says at one point which i thought was interesting because he's such a bro he got kind of like spiritual about it and he was Mm -hmm. like he's like yeah at this point i just felt this really dark spirit behind me and i could feel Mm -hmm. it kind of reaching to me it's basically like the grim reaper is like reaching towards him he could feel it he said he could yeah and and it was calling him to go yes yes and um I've, I've felt, you know, we both have talked about that. We felt like dark energies like that. So I was like, okay, that's very Ooh, scary. And yeah. so, um, he it's bad. It's bad. The doctor's like, this is weird. You're so young and healthy that this is happening to you. The, the husband, he couldn't talk for like two days. He's mm-hmm. not responding to the antibiotics. She's like, and then I said, I looked at him and I said, I need you to get through this. And he started to get better, but he's, he has pneumonia, viral bacterial pneumonia. Um, so anyways, the family calls them and they're like, we're going to bring the wedding to you, which Mm -hmm. this part was touching. So they bring the whole wedding party. The best man comes, he gets the groom out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. You see all the footage of it as well. Like he's dressed. This man is so weak. Yeah, he's on oxygen, but he dresses him and they have this whole ceremony at the hospital, essentially outside. Mm -hmm. And he's I mean, this man can barely walk and they do the ceremony. And then and then what happens is this is so it's a weird this woman. So they get they get married officially. And of course, she's told, you know, I can't stay that long. He has to rest because he was recovering at this point, thankfully. So he goes back into the hospital room. They have photos of them together. And then she's like, and then I decided I'm not going to let anybody else down at the original wedding venue. So she goes and gets walked by her father or whoever it was down the aisle on her own. And then they hold up an iPad of him in the hospital where they redo all the vows again and then have a party. Just go to the party. Why are you doing that weird walk down? The- it just shows it's all for these women. It's yeah. all for these women to have their special day. How it's- much of it do you think is the money too? Like, I think a lot I of them. I agree. Yeah. You, you just have the have a party, dude. Like right. the ceremony is 15 minutes. It's nothing. I understand if she was like, but we were still going to celebrate anyway. And we don't, you know, he was going to be on an iPad, maybe at the party. Right, but right, to right. have this all again, it's just like, what are you doing? It was bizarre. And they also had a big cardboard cutout of him, which she says yeah. was the, quote, best part of the night. I was like, mm. Um. So then that's pretty much it. I mean, he, yeah. he walked out of the hospital two weeks later with a whole new lease on life. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, you can tell he's, he's changed. He's like. He's a deep he bro. He's a deep bro now. Like, deep bra. Yeah. Deep yeah. Bra. So that's them. 
that's them. Then we went on to Gus and Jen in Arizona, which was, first of all, it was in Arizona. They were getting married when it was like 800 degrees. Literally, it was 110 degrees. And she's seven months pregnant in Arizona heat in in whenever it was, because Arizona is like the seventh circle of hell or whatever. But they've been dating for 10 years. And they had decided um, we're gonna get we're gonna get married she, because because she found out she was pregnant essentially is what she was saying yeah um, so she was seven months pregnant her wedding coordinator was like you shouldn't be standing in this heat dude like you can't this is really dangerous this isn't like regular this is 110 desert heat Ooh. and so anyway- they they had an option to go inside too she's yeah. like we can go into the AC like we have the venue and she's like no 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 no. No, I, I want outside. I need it outside. So essentially, this one was pretty short and sweet. You just see that they, um, she's like, I decided to do it. And you do see the actual footage. And I think I'd seen this. This went viral before as well. I'd seen this footage before. You see um, Gus and Jen getting married and you see Gus look to like his left. And he just has this face of horror, like horror, because essentially a massive sandstorm came in mm-hmm. and it went completely over this wedding. Like they they were their heads were down the the this sandstorm it only lasted like five minutes but five minutes can be a really really long time um but it went over all of them and they were like we were still gonna stand there (laughs) and i just thought you're pregnant you're seven months pregnant go and sit down love just go and sit down yeah and they show the footage and people going "Ah!" (laughs) running into (laughs) barns and stuff and it lasted five six minutes and they were like ah we had a great rest of the wedding and now we have two kids and that was it really yeah that one was that one was the least serious i feel uh do you want to take us to frank and jen which basically you've i just want to set up the scene you've watched one episode and you're like oh yeah that's really shitty literally and then these two and you're like oh okay that's oh god he nearly died and then this one it's like okay whatever then tlc decides to just (laughs) throw a bucket of ice water in your face and you're like excuse me Uh, uh, all of a sudden you are watching like a fucking ozark you're watching uh, ozark Ozark. Yeah, you're watching Ozark. So this is Frank and Jennifer. Don't know which one's the guy. Just kidding. So <laughs> they're from Miami, Florida. They met at an art gallery. They're cool. They're like, yes, they seem very cultured and cool. So he goes up to her. He's like, um, what's your favorite piece? And he wants to get her number. I don't really give out my number. Blah, blah, blah. They end up together. So they both speak Spanish but they, they live in Miami. They want to have a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. So they decide that they're going to go and check out this city to have their wedding in, in Puebla, Mexico. Mexico. This is, this is three hours outside of Mexico city. Mm-hmm. So they are in a rental car. Yep. You're in Puebla now. Okay. They're in a rental car. They're an hour away from where the venue would be. And they get in a little fender bender, you know, someone behind them just kind of like runs into them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So they stop the car. This like early 20, like 22 year old kid walks up and he's just like, oh, lo siento, blah, blah, blah. Like (laughs) lo lo siento, lo siento, (laughs) mi caro. (laughs) <laughs> no but he was very just she, he anyways very calm and yeah, just kind yeah. of like i'm sorry i hit you dude 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and they were being cautious, you know, he's like, Oh, just roll your window down a little bit. Like, we don't know who, who anyone is. And, um, they're like, Oh, like, it's just this young guy. Like it's fine. And so she stays in the car. The, the, um, fiance gets out of the car to go look at the damage. So Mm -hmm. the young guy who hit him and the fiance are in the back of the car. They're kind of like looking down at the bumper. He's like, Oh, it's not that bad. He looks up because he hears the door open to the car behind them. This much bigger, older, scarier looking guy mm-hmm. comes out with a gun towards a him. gun, a gun. And so then uh, he pins him to the car. He then pushes him into the car. He has the gun to his head. Um, he gets a bag put over his head and this guy is saying in Spanish, like, if you move, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill her empty your pockets. And the husband is saying to the wife, like, we're going to be okay. We're just going to give them everything and they'll let us mm-hmm. go. And mm-hmm. they th- they realize that these guys don't know English. So they're saying stuff in English to each other, but the guys are like, stop speaking English or we're going to shoot you. And yeah, so they're driving them down this road, they turn onto a gravel road and they pull them out of the car. They sit them down in this field and they're like making them hug each other. That then, got me. That yeah, got me. That, this was intense. This reenactment, uh, first of all, something we're going to get to, which is funny about the reenactment. I don't know if you noticed it, Kate, but you do see it that they're driving, you know, down this road. This guy has a hood on him. They've mm-hmm. jumped into the car. They've carjacked them. They both have a gun at each other, um, at, pointed at each other. And then they're going down this gravel road and it's, you know, dusty. And it's, you know, you've, you're really feeling like you're in the middle of kind of this outskirts of a big city in Mexico. They get them on the ground and they're like, hug. They, they said we were told to hug each other. And I thought that's really eerie because you're thinking, and they had guns at their heads. And what it, it takes such a turn because they both said, you know, we thought we were going to die. They had guns at our heads. They told us to hug each other to essentially say goodbye. Mm-hmm. But the, the Frank, Frank says to her, we have to run. And I found that really interesting. That was very movie-esque because, you know, I I would think in that position, you're like, as soon as you run, they'll shoot you in the back. That's what I was thinking. And I was really surprised he said that. He did seem like maybe he'd seen a few too many action movies because he's yeah. like, he literally says to her, I'm going to create a distraction yes, and then you yes. run. And it's like, am yes. I watching like Fast and the Fierce? It was like, it was, it was just, it was very, very movie-esque. Yeah. It, that's so, a really good point. Uh, that's exactly what it was. It's as though he'd watched a TV show and gone, this is what we do. Dude, these, these guys aren't going to give a shit to shoot you in the back of the head. As soon no. as you get up, they're going to shoot you in the head. Yeah. But maybe it was the right decision because they live to tell the tale. Right. So they separate them. So the, the bigger guy gets a call. And the, the young guy takes Jennifer away. So they, they separate Mm -hmm. Frank and Jennifer. He sits Jennifer down. She says, she's talking to God, God, I need a miracle right now. At that point, for some untold reason, he sets the gun down on the ground. Yeah. And then she goes for the gun and starts having a struggle for the gun with this guy. And she grabbed it though. She actually got, this is another thing that was like a movie. She actually grabbed the gun. Yeah. 
she has it in her hand. She's, she's, she's trying to, her hand was too small, I guess, to operate this gun. She's like trying to do it. She can't, but she's like, I just have to keep the barrel obviously like mm. not facing me. So they're struggling over this gun. And then, um, let's see what happens. Uh, the guy starts choking her. Yeah. So she, yes. she, she has this gun in her hand. I presume he must have got it back or while it was still in her hand. This is unclear. Yeah. But he starts putting the, his hands around her neck and choking her to death. Yep. And then this guy, Frank, I unclear how this happens. He just runs. Yep. So he runs and he actually gets away. The kidnapper punches Jen so violently that she breaks her nose Frank runs and for some reason is able to end up at a gas station and goes to them. And these women are like, we'll call the police, but you can't come in. You can't come in. The police end up like getting there and they drive him. And Frank's like, I didn't even know where I was going, but I said, just drive, just drive. All these series of events are really odd. He said, just drive, just drive. So then this is what I, this is the only amusing part of this story is you're seeing him in this cop car, right? Driving. And his story is that he heard a faint sound and was like, stop. And he ran out of the car and found Jen. Okay. And she came out and essentially they went to safety and everything was fine. But Kate, I don't know if you noticed, you see him in this car and when he's like, and I heard her voice, he jumps out. They're suddenly in a really thick wooded, like Oregon forest. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice it was a forest, but I, well, yeah, they had literally set. They it were up. in a they field. Were, yeah, yeah, they were in not even a field, like a dirt desert. And then suddenly, I'm like, they just did pickup shots. They did pickup <laughs> shots in like um, Runyon Canyon or something in the woods. They were. I was like, yeah, what? she was literally running through like these thick pine trees, <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, you were just in the desert. What? I didn't write that down, but I remember that. It yeah. was so weird. But anyway, they ended up getting married and they, but it really honest. And oh, another weird thing happened. The place that they were going to get married in, in Mexico that they'd gone down there to check out was actually destroyed by Hurricane Irma. Mm-hmm. So the very nice producer goes to them. Do you, don't, don't you think it was really like bad omens for your wet, for your marriage? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, no, no. <laughs> so they end end up getting married in Miami because they're like okay and she gets a nose job oh yes she did it was just honestly it it really blew you away but you're right Kate that was so perfect what you said it was as though he'd watched these action movies and it helped him but to me look I can't say what I'd say in that situation um doing that situation but running I would just figure they just shoot you in the back of the head like they what were going to shoot you what, anyway. What would you do? Like try to talk yourself out, talk your way out of it? Or would you like, what would you do? Mi español es uh, no bueno. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you want to go back to a couple of other um, episodes we had, I did recount the time someone tried to break into my house here very recently. And I'll t- uh, I just got weapons. But obviously that's not True. the same as this. But I... Pretend I you do think... know Spanish though, because they knew Spanish. So pretend you're them and you are pretty... F- you're fluent in Spanish. Like, are you, are you trying to say something? At this point they're put on the ground. And I think when he got that phone, it it, it was just, the thing is as well, it wasn't described very well, the whole situation. It was as though there were two on them, but one got a phone call, but I don't know what the other one was doing at that point. So you'd have to be there. But I think if he got the phone call and walked away, 
he was separating them. That's when the other guy was bringing Jennifer like down the way. I see. I see. So he was left alone. The guy. I mean, yeah. Okay. I would run, but you run zigzag. Always remember that listeners. You run zigzag because it's harder to shoot you. The second thing I'll give a piece of advice, which may save, we actually may save someone's life right now. If you are ever in a situation, I learned this from like an, I survived story or something. If you are ever in a situation where you're with a partner with someone is tying your hands or being told to tie your hands always make sure that you get your that you put your hands up so that both of your hands are in knuckles and your wrists are facing each other as opposed to you know if they're crossed over or like any other way because if you get your hands tied like like this i'm trying to do this like this is a video um you will then have leverage to pull apart or get some type of leverage to get your hands out but if you have your wrists at all crossed or behind your back always that's you're you're not going to be able to get your hands out just make sure your wrists are touching each other and you'll be able to get the leverage to pull your hands out listeners it's like make the Act like you're praying yes. and then just make a fist, make yes. fists with both your hands. Always do that. If someone's trying to tie your hands, even behind your back, you would have, then you would be able to get your hands out. But any other way, if the restraints are tight enough, you're not going to get out of them, but you will if they, if they do that. Um, okay. And on, so just wanted, to, <laughs> just wanted to do that on a, on another note, I do need another beer. Kate. I don't yeah. know before we, we tackle episode three. All right, we're going to take a quick break, listeners, and we're going to be back with episode three, which is titled Come Hell or High High Water. Water. Hello, it's Pauline here, and I'm jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to, first of all, thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our agents in the field in future episodes we will be including stories and tales sent in by you our dear listeners to give us the inside scoop if you or anyone you know of has been on a tlc show worked on a tlc show has been a long-suffering pa on a tlc show or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes we want to hear from you all submissions will be kept completely anonymous just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com you're amazing and back to the show all right so we are back with episode three come hell or high water this was the last episode yeah it was the last episode okay all right do you want to take us (laughs) through these three couples Yes. Okay. Let's see. Just briefly scanning this. Who am I talking about? Ellie and what was the husband? Ellie and Taylor in Chico, California. Chico. Chico. So these folks met at a 21st birthday party at, when they were in college and then they oh, dated man. for five years and then and he proposed. Uh, like, so cool. ABC, so cool. one, two, three. Now I'm getting married. So he proposed and she goes, "Ah, we need a dog. And so, which like true, but yeah, that's the first thing she said. So he's like, we went and got a dog. These two are the most boring looking piece of dried toast ass white people I've ever seen. They're like, just so bland, bland, bland. Kate, I don't know what happened before this episode, but Kate is coming in hot. And I can say (laughs) that I appreciate it 
deeply because it's usually me with the inflammatory statements and not that that's going to go away but that statement Kate I don't know whether it's the Tito's. Girl, I don't know. it's the Tito's. I'm on two hours of sleep. I'm sweating. I'm like, oh. I'm in it, baby. I'm loving it. I'm loving every atrocious moment of it. So Ellie is a wedding planner. She is. So she's like, oh my God, I have to like plan my wedding plan the best wedding ever. ever and so this is a wedding down in a van down by the river and it's like um shabby chic emphasis shabby theme yeah but she was like she had like 250 people coming she was like it's just a small wedding like, right what and she's like and it's on my parents property it's like all these people that are so lucky they're like oh yeah my parents have property here and there i was like oh that must be nice Great. um so yeah every every one of these episodes has kind of like the smoking gun at the beginning Mm -hmm, of the episode mm -hmm. smoking exactly what we see here so they're like yeah so the night before the wedding you know my sister-in-law was staying at the hotel and she kind of called us and was like hmm I can kind of see a glowing fire in the distance and we were like nah crazy so then nah we'll be fine (laughs) nah 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 day of the wedding they're taking photos before the wedding which I feel is the move like if you are going to get married if you're going to do this like do the photos first so everyone doesn't have to fucking wait around for two hours while you take photos before they can go party so um she is the smoke is starting to roll in it's just starting to roll in and she's kind of freaking out about her day being ruined and then also it's like oh my god it's a fire she's scared so that it's like general anxiety the family's there and like the wedding party's there but the rest of the guests are getting bussed in Mm -hmm. and so they're like uh they should probably not come anymore so the wedding coordinators call the bus drivers and they're like you should probably turn back around there's a lot of smoke coming in like they don't need to come and but they're still going to do the wedding because they're going to do the wedding so they go ahead and they go ahead and do the ceremony. I just wrote, why? And they finally realize that the fire marshal has been trying to contact this venue, this, these people, and they have to evacuate like right now. So, mm-hmm. but she's like, we're going to say I do. There's literally ash oh, falling yes. onto her veil. And she's like, and you just been there for me. My whole life. Honestly, it was Kate's not exaggeration. She was like, you know, and it was here's the thing. This is destroying so much wilderness, animals, people's homes are getting destroyed. And these two morons are like, I've got to stay here because I want to say I do in front of this particular area that I set up. It was just, just it was like no regard at all for the catastrophe of people's lives and all these animals and nature that was getting destroyed. None. She's like, and he was thinking it was just disgusting. They said nothing about the tragedy of no, it at no. all. So then they do the ceremony and the bride's like, well, I just went and grabbed my overnight bag. And my uncle grabbed a Bible and a bottle of whiskey. I and I was like, we're going to say that. I, knew. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> Let's pray to Jesus and take my shots of 
Jim Daniels. Let me get my shotgun. And then, and then these two idiots like, oh, and then we, then we thought we can't leave without our dog. I was like, right, you two are a piece of shit. Because guess what? My animal would have been right next to me. I would have known exactly where my animal was every single second of the day. And these two, like, you know, we realized we couldn't leave without. No shit, you moron! Forget the fucking Bible and get your dog. Oh. Ellie and whoever the hell his name is like they they were so dumb that I literally I was like biting my nails because I'm like are they about to say that they had to leave the dog and I'm oh, about no, and no, I'm, no 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 I no, was no, like no 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 worked up and then they're like but we went we went back and we found the dog I'm like thank fucking god like no I would have had a nervous breakdown yeah I would have had a nervous breakdown yeah so they they do get the dog that's the most important takeaway here most important thing <laughs> so then so then they're just like, well, um, let's go to the hotel. Is that what they do? Hotel. Well, what they do is they end up having this, you know, because the whole emphasis is that this Ellie is a wedding planner and wants everything extravagant right. and huge and massive. And they end up getting having this reception in this shitty Hilton conference room with like mm-hmm. green carpet and like red um curtains and it's just all it's just really gross and horrible but they were like oh but we had the great time anyway and i was like is there going to be any mention against the devastation of wildfires in california every single year are you going to stay as a wedding planner perhaps you could have put some input in here and said you know what wildfires are real because of global warming um that donald trump says is fabricated (laughs) by the chinese and this is why people shouldn't should think before they get married and realize that our environment around us is more important than us and our selfish needs exactly yes that would have been good Yes, just something. I was waiting. I was like, oh, they're definitely going to show some like news footage. Yep. And they're going to maybe like dedicate the episode to the, you know, uh, the, the nah. victims of the. Nope, nope, nah, nope, nope, nope. Fine. They were just like, well, we got a party and being together with family is the most important. And you're like, okay. <sighs> so, anyways. <laughs> On to Eric and Ashley. This was. <laughs> oh, this was my favorite one. Was it? It was I think something. So. So, you know, when you go to a party, right, and you meet meet these people in life that you definitely know that they, in primary school and secondary school, they just didn't have a lot of friends, but wanted to be cool, but couldn't figure out how to be cool. They weren't hated. They just didn't really understand style or how to be edgy or individuality. So instead, they just think they'll dye their hair pink, which is quirky, shave half of their head and get their face pierced. And they're like, look how crazy I am. There's two of them. And they're named Eric and Ashley. And they met each other. And they were like, as soon as we met each other, we knew. We knew we fell in love. And we're just crazy. I mean, for our dates, we will, you know, go skydiving. You want to go skydiving? And I did too. I mean, we're just crazy. Hell yeah, Ashley. Let's go get our septums pierced. And you're like, I, I, I get it. Just I just want to go. Shh, 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 shh. There's like, and there's cool people with piercings and dyed hair. And then there's, there's like the, the, people there's... who LARP in a LARP. field. Yeah. But they're like, we're just crazy. We're just, cra- we're no, now going to go. So wild. We're, so, we're, we're so, so wild. We're, we're so wild. We're so 
was so edgy, which is really with vegan and edgy, um, which <laughs> being vegan is fantastic and you should be. But the mix of them with their lame pink hair was enough. It's so any, funny. anyway, they um, so she's yeah. So they go and um, they what's the uh, theme? It's also, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get to them. I just want to do one more thing about this. These type of people, oh. it's always these women or men that get these horrible upper arm tattoos. <laughs> now, listen, I don't have a single tattoo on my body, not because I don't think tattoos are beautiful. Because oh my god, I think they are beautiful on women and men. Like cert- obviously, certain ones, certain ones, I just fall in love with, and I think they gorgeous and I love them wherever whether it's face hand leg I just oh love I think they're gorgeous if you know what you're doing go to someone that is a good tattoo artist and think about it this is a typical two people that just got a ton of tattoos when they were like 18 and 19 to be rebellious and they look like shit and it's always I find it's these women that have these upper arm colored tattoos of like flowers and you're like that's terrible i sorry but it's actually not sorry it just looks terrible there's no artistic flair it was like just a bad bad choice it looked it looked like a doodle in robin's journal (laughs) yes a doodle that's a flash that is really throwing it back good job kate it's like Um, that it's like that and then like tweety bird and you're like ugh. It's just, it's just this, like, I'm edgy and they all wear, like, the same dark rimmed, these women that wear the dark rimmed glasses and have bad upper arm floral tattoos that are colored and you're like, ooh. Eric, Eric is a guy who wears a vest and a fedora and says, m'lady. Don't, don't, please don't, please don't. M'lady. That's my nightmare. So they're, like, so edgy and so crazy, they decide they're going to have a themed wedding. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to theme it. so they decide to go into the middle of nowhere in the caribbean right which is sound amazing by the way i would love to have got details of destination weddings are you paying for it because here's the deal with destination weddings if i'm telling my mates guess what you're coming to my wedding you're so lucky to be invited we're going to the caribbean roughly the cost's about fifteen thousand dollars yeah no you, i hope eric I, I actually think eric and ashley paid for everything i don't know why i feel like they said get your flights and everything else is covered yeah 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 and, I feel and, like they did. and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't exactly a lot to pay for other than that i mean well what they did is you see them that they at least had like um lodging they had yeah you didn't see any of that but i imagine they paid for all that which i think yeah, would yeah, be yeah. fine if a couple said to me we'll get everything just get a flight i'd be like all right but anyway sure. so they get to this caribbean island but it's not like a regular habited island they get like a really, really off the grid island, which is such a stupid thing to do for exactly what happens, the medical emergencies, like anything. It's not smart to do that because they're so crazy. It's so adventurous. So they decide to have, instead of a rehearsal dinner, a scavenger hunt, which I liked. I was like, I actually would love that. Yeah. So you see the home footage of them running around this island, but it really is like very exotic and in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's it. I mean, I think they truly looked up where did they film Pirates of the Caribbean, and yeah, they went. Which was all Hawaii. 
anyway. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, <laughs> they're doing Johnny Depp cosplay is what I'm trying to say. And yes. they, yes, yes, they yes, have yes. the treasure hunt. I want to say I found this so specific and funny. They showed okay. footage of them filling up this little treasure box. And they're like, yeah, we put $700 cash in there. No. And it's like coins and like big fat rolls of like tens and twenties. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome but it that's was just, what i thought i was like oh my god like, they put because a wedding is i'm sure a couple's like strapped because they're paying for all this shit but they actually decided no i'm putting money to see see how kate and fickle kate and i are we literally started this being like these morons and now we're like actually um but it was so nice to do that for your friends seven hundred dollars they put in this chest yeah for their guests like yeah. i love that there was like a lot that i wanted to tease them on but then there were other things where I was like Mm -hmm. I could probably Mm -hmm. hang out I could have a beer with these people more so than some of the others (laughs) so that's true okay so they do they do Mm -hmm. this treasure hunt and -hmm. then they have a barbecue and then they have a pool party Mm -hmm. and then they go back to the house and this is where Eric notices the bump on his arm so he has this thing on his wrist and I mean, obviously, I've stated many times here, I'm pretty much a doctor. And when I say pretty much, no qualifications, have not been to medical school, but I can diagnose you and cure you at the same time. A little bit of witchcraft, a lot of stuff going on. But as soon as they did this, he said that he got this, you know, bite. And he's like, there's a lot of exotic animals and stuff. So you're thinking, oh, he obviously got bitten or something. And then he states he sees a line coming off. And I know as soon as you see that line, that's sepsis. That's blood. That's your blood is infected. That's blood poisoning. That will kill you in 48 hours. You're done. And he sees it. And he's like, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to carry on with this wedding. And they're all dressed up as pirates. (laughs) I mean, they're all dressed up as pirates, right? Her (laughs) wedding dress is like, you know, out of a Renaissance. They go to Renaissance fairs. There we go. There it is. There we go. That's what we're trying to say this whole time. That's what we're trying to say. They're the people that go to a Renaissance fair. Um, So they have a nurse. One of their friends is actually a nurse. So she draws a line, which is common practice and says, if it goes past here, then the poison is really spreading your, it goes to your lymph nodes. That's trying to, you know, basically extract the poison. And, um, there was some medical knowledge for all of you. Um, so (laughs) lymph nodes, see how how knowledgeable I am. Do you want me to say it to you in Latin as well? Lymph noidus. So anyway, I just completely made that up. So anyway, um, she's like, well, draw a line here. And if it goes past this, then you need to go to a doctor's. But you've got to, if you've ever traveled in these islands, there just isn't the support no. that, that, that you get anywhere else. So like, we'll just go to the doctor. So they get to a doctor because he's honestly, he's fainted at this point. He's on the ground. She's like, I don't know what's going on with them. They take him somewhere. They don't speak uh, Spanish wherever they were. They were speaking Spanish and they get him in. And they instant, the doctor sees it, puts him on a drip of antibiotics. Because I knew they said antihistamines, antibiotics, they put him on. So you're like, okay, this is going to be fixed. But these people put a drip that had an air bubble in it. And honestly, I watched this and I got a lot of anxiety because I know, first of all, and I've always said this, and please, this cannot be used in a court of law against me. But I read many books about um, the way not many, but let me retract that a little bit in case this is used in a court of law. Um, I've heard that um, one of the ways 
to get away with murder is putting an air bubble into intravenously into somebody because that'll kill you if you have a, so if you have a needle going into your vein and there's an air bubble in there it will kill you so what happens is he's getting this and he's out of it right he's going into septic shock it's that bad and this drip is coming in the antibiotics and I got panicky watching this because I was like I don't know if I'd notice it because they didn't really describe it well but they're like we looked or we saw that the bag had emptied or something was going on but there was a bubble and I was like I don't know if I'd ever notice that like that really scared me well maybe they were paying more attention because they described first of all they were on like dirt remember the part they were driving there they like couldn't find it because the GPS wasn't keeping up with where they were and they're on dirt Mm. roads. They finally find it. They describe it as an abandoned warehouse. Mm. So Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe he was scared and he was like, I'm going to fucking watch this. Yeah. But he's out of, but he's out of it though. So yeah, I I was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised. I'm like, good thing he saw that. And I just don't know how you'd identify that really. Cause I've seen a drip enough that I don't know how you'd see. Cause it just did, did, I don't know how they'd suddenly see that there was a bubble in the tube because you see the lip anyway, it was panicking me because it made me just go, what if I would never recognize that? Like that was a whole thing I went into. Right, anyway, I, I right. got over it. Um, but so he sees it and he, he really can't speak. He's that ill. This man, he's good. As I say, he's going to go into septic shock and he turns to his wife to be, and she's going, he was saying something and I looked and I saw an air bubble. So she knew it. it's, it's this whole thing about like, how does everyone have this knowledge whatever? So she's like, Oh, I looked. And so I had to go to the doctor and try and explain it. And they came and they literally went, Oh, like they even were like, Oh shit, he's going to die. And they, they stopped it. And then they redid it. And he was absolutely fine within like two hours, which does happen with septic shock. Like you can be completely fine, not septic shock, but with um, getting these antibiotics into you. The swelling went down, everything went down. And then you saw the footage of them getting married and their vows, their vows, Kate, to each other. Oh, oh my God. Will vow. you be my shipmate? Will you give me your booty? It was all. Oh, I'm so, so lucky that a first mate like you would be with a total wench like me. I was uh, like, oh, Lord. And they're all just in a circle on the beach wearing these like baggy pants with oh god there was, there was a lot of cargo shorts there was a and the pockets were full that's oh, all i'm gonna say with 700 dollars. but cargo shorts the the oh what we also didn't say so i mentioned mm. earlier they think that this was a spider in the pool at mm. their place they're staying because he swam in the pool the friends sent a, sent them a picture when they're still at the hospital a picture of a spider that they found by the pool and um, so it's, it's a spider bite, right? It's a spider. I think so. It was never confirmed really what yeah. it was, but he was obviously a bit, he's in a tropical place and he was bitten by a ton of shit, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and then, oh, and they didn't have to pay for anything. What do you mean they didn't have to pay for anything? He goes, they go, yeah, we left. And they had told them like, we're getting married. And the doctor, the actor who's playing the doctor is like, yeah, oh, I know, no money. No, it's fine. Like, oh yeah. They exactly. just left us free. I was like, wow if they're in the states they'd be in debt that's what it's like when you have medical care anywhere outside of the united states jarring to me (laughs) so okay connor and sabrina kate in new jersey all right connor sabrina they're in new jersey they met on a dating app he says she looked cute in her photos and sabrina is not a usual name so i thought she could be interesting okay that threw me sabrina 
I'm not, I, do I know any Sabrinas? Actually, no, but I've heard it. The Teenage so Witch. Ti- oh, of course. <laughs> Thank you. But how did you, th- that was such a weird comment. It was such a weird comment. I'm like, oh, so if her name was Hannah, you wouldn't have gone on the date. Yeah, it was, it was really so strange. Anyways, and then uh, we basically, that's all they say. Met on a, They met on a dating app. We jumped to their wedding day. It's dumping rain. Mm-hmm. So they had to cancel the outdoor ceremony and bring it indoors. It goes fine. And then they are going to go to the uh, reception. So Connor's brother is driving them to the next location while it's dumping rain. The sister-in-law is in the front seat and then the bride and groom are in the back seat. They are cruising along. They hydroplane on some water and turns out it was like a four foot dip in the road that was completely covered by water. Yeah. And so the car starts sinking, water starts rushing in, the electrical system starts short circuiting. Um, the way it was acted out mm. seemed like they had time to open the windows and jump out. I'll just say. It, the way it was acted out was really but, frustrating for me. I felt very yeah. claustrophobic because they yeah. just kept doing shot after shot after shot of them in this car going, ah, the, cause the water started, this was a brand new SUV this his brother had got. And what happened is there was just a, there was just a complete dip that he never saw that was filled with water. So they went down And the water started filling up this entire car, which is the most terrifying thing. But luckily, Connor had said before that everything had short-circuited, open the um, uh, uh, sunroof, which honestly was the smartest thing because then the electrical completely went, but they knew they could get out. Mm -hmm. But what, what was really frustrating is that they, you know, essentially then the cops came and they had a big SUV and you saw actually footage of this as well. They had a big Hummer type thing because the rain was so bad, which made me think like if you were driving in that anyway, wouldn't you have been driving at like 20 miles an hour so slowly? I, I don't know. Um, but the the Hummer came and they had to get out through the um, skylight, not skylight, what's it called? sunroof, sunroof. And they, but it does make me think if that hadn't have opened and the electrical, so they couldn't open the doors, maybe really claustrophobic. Yeah. I think because of the pressure, they couldn't open the doors, but oh, just God. the way it was acted out, it was like, I don't know, maybe I would be shocked in the moment, but mm-hmm. my instinct watching it, I was like, okay, if this happened and we yeah. just had gotten into the water, I yeah. feel like I would like immediately put the window down. And like try to get out. I but think really stupid because then the water rushes in. So the water wasn't up to the window. So you're right in thinking but you should do that. It you're hadn't, right. Yeah, it hadn't risen that high yet. And so I was like, couldn't I don't know. Out? I think you would probably they they had this massive bump. They stopped and they went, Oh shit, what's going on? Yeah. Hang on. Can and your first thing is we can get out of this. So right. just keep you you think we can get out of this. And also your it's your wedding day. You're dressed in clothes. You're like, I don't want to step out and get dirty. You instantly think of like things that are superficial because you don't realize how bad the situation is. Yeah. So you're like, oh shit, hang on. Let's just can you drive over this or get out? And then you realize, oh, hang on. I don't know if I'm gonna get out of this. We need to actually, I don't care about my clothes. How can I get out of this car? 
And that's when they did the sunroof and then it was too late to do the windows. That's what yeah. I think your, your thinking probably would be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. But um, then, yeah. They just get out of the sunroof. I mean, correct me if I'm I wrong. See them. I've had some vodka, but like mm-hmm. this one, this honestly didn't, s- I don't want to downplay their trauma, but like this did not seem fast bad. forward to Kate's wedding day. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. So Kate didn't think this was shit. And this is why this is what happened on her wedding day. <laughs> I will be on a TLC a sand- show myself. There's a sandstorm, a, gun. a fire, a fucking flood and a gunman. Ooh, dark. Okay. So I just felt like with this, with the water, I was like, okay, they got out of the top of the thing and they just, they made it really dramatic. They're like one by one. And we had to hop. Well, they a had foot to, over. I, look, they had to stretch this out because essentially the whole trauma was ha- happened in like five minutes. Yeah. And they were, but when you saw the video, Kate, this SUV was sunk down so low the water pressure was insane on this regular road in New Jersey. And I swear I saw Danielle Starb at the very end. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting this. <laughs> that was a little Real Housewives reference for everyone. Um, but I honestly think Mary? they were... <laughs> Guys! Okay, sorry. Prostitution! What? <laughs> Um, I, so that's all housewives reference. Okay. So, anybody. Okay. Okay. So I just I'm, think that it was close. It was, can you imagine that you're in a car and you're realizing water's rising and you can't open a door? That's terrifying. It is dude. terrifying. That reminds me, I need to get one of those. They have those like window breaker things <gasps> that you can have in your car. Oh, I need that's one. A I, need gra- one. I should, I've never heard. I, I or maybe just never thought of that. That's a really it, good it's, idea. It's like a metal sharp thing that you can like crack your window with. That's a really good idea. Listeners, get, oh, we should be sponsored. By, see, that would be perfect. Great. Right now, a commercial. Right now. <laughs> hey, do you ever worry that it's going to be your wedding day and you're going to get stuck in pouring rain and a pit in New Jersey? If you have this, you'll be okay. Like, that would be, <laughs> we could do a perfect commercial right now. Uh, yeah. And once again, Kate and I are open to commercials from anything. I mean, really, anyone, anyone, anything. So really the danger is like, if they would have fallen, the pressure of the water would have like kept them underwater and they, they would drown. Well, I think that, and the fact that they were in a a tiny enclosed space and there was smoke coming through, there was electrical that was on fire. The fact that water was rising in a car, they had very heavy clothing. That's the thing. Clothing weighs you down so much. And also this was a, no, this is an element that got me when the electrical short circuited the, the front seats automatically started backing up. And that scares me. Her foot was stuck. That's the shit that happens that you go, Oh, that's, that's where stuff can get messy. That was scary. I guess they I was just wondering, yeah. like, I'm talking about like once they escaped, if they had, cause they made a big deal about like falling they in between did. the cars. Yeah. If well, you, you could hit your, it's so slippery. Imagine you'd hit your chin and then knock your chin, you know, split yeah. your chin open or like knock your head or your, there's such a small window where they were jumping from their car into mm-hmm. a um, SUV or a Hummer thing. And it's pouring with rain. It's slippery. You slip your foot, your leg can get broken. Your ankle can get broken. Like it's really easy. 
Okay. That's what I wanted to explain yeah. because it was just, these things are like so over dramatized. You guys, I, I was like, I just, by this time I had seen someone get held at fucking gunpoint. I, right. I, I'd watched an action film and then they're like, right. Oh, it's raining. And we almost slipped. And I was right. like, is this bad? But I get, yeah, I guess it is. Bad. Yeah. It would be All right. Well, so that really, <laughs> that, having said that, that was the Connor and Sabrina. Thank you for your story. So exotic Sabrina <laughs> in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> Connor, though I'm thinking Connor's a good Irish guy from uh, or Irish family from New Jersey, so he only knows Marys, he only knows Kathleen. So as Sabrina came along, and he's like, "What, um, Sabrina? Hey, ooh, are you Italian?" <laughs> so that was the end of the three episodes of um, what was it called? Brian's <laughs> great grand. Brides, grooms, and emergency rooms. Brides, grooms, and Kate and I have had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm just going to say the end of this, though, that we should do a rating, I guess, before I want to go on to the next little thing I have. Yep. So, Kate, do you want to explain our rating system? Yes. Okay. We rate every show that we watch on a scale of zero to 600. I pulled this number because it gives us a wide range. You know, Mm -hmm. we can get really specific with Mm -hmm. how much we liked it. How much did we learn? It's pounds of learning. Okay. It's from 600 pound life. One of the most popular shows on the network. So for this show, I didn't decide this. I'm coming up with this one on the spot. Um, Honestly, this has been really fun to record. Like, I know this is really fun. Um, and the Mexico one was like a movie in itself. So it was. I would. I'm gonna give this four forty. Four forty. Okay. Um, I also forget to give anything rating, so I'm doing it on the spot. I think three twenty three. That was the number I came with, 323. Okay. Yeah. Um, we did learn a lot. If you get stuck in water, your electrical system's going to go. So get mm-hmm. the windows down immediately. Get mm-hmm. the sunroof open. So the stuff that I did learn here um, and um, the risk thing with getting you, getting tied up, the risk yes, thing. Yes, see, we're bringing knowledge to you. See, you thought you were just going to listen to two morons talk about more morons on the TLC (laughs) network. Instead, listeners, what you got was education about bad tattoos Mm -hmm. and how to escape a cat uh, kidnapping. So you're you're welcome. You're all very welcome. I do just want to say, Kate, even though... um, so as we said at the beginning of this, we had had two shows as usual. Paul Mason, um, that was the world's fattest man that we could not find his documentary anywhere at all. We did search. We really couldn't. So what I decided to do is just do a little bit of research. And when I say little, I mean bare minimum. Um, so what I did find out about this, this show that we can't find anywhere um, about the world's fattest man. It was all based on this man called Paul Mason, who was English, which was really interesting. Now, I had said when we pulled this on the Wheel of Shame, I thought I'd seen him before. I actually don't think it was who I was thinking of. I'm not I, unclear. I'm not really sure. I haven't got to the bottom of that, but I did find out kind of more about Paul Mason. So he's an English guy. The head, it really is a story. Um, so it's a shame we didn't get to watch a documentary, to be honest, because his story is they, once they found found him and started this documentary, this man, Paul Mason, living in England, had ballooned to 80 
stone. Now, just to translate that for Americans um, and anyone else listening that doesn't work in stones and pounds, there is 14 pounds to every stone. So Paul Mason was 1,120 pounds. I need that to just sink in. We watch 600 pound life. We watch, you know, a lot of stuff with Tammy and thousand pound sisters. This man was 1,120 pounds. Wow. He, wow. It, so what I read about the documentary is you meet him and you find out kind of that he's at this state that doctors are saying, you're going to die. We cannot do anything for you. And they're like, you need to go to America to get this gastric bypass. No one's going to operate on you. It's un- I couldn't find out whether he actually went to America to get this. I think he ended up getting it in England, unclear. But there was this whole thing about how he had to go to America to get it because England's like, they just had never dealt with anything like this, but America had. But then I don't know how he would have been transported to America that's a whole other thing. You you couldn't go on a plane, cargo ship. I don't mean to be Maybe, a dick. I don't mean to be a dick that I just said cargo ship. I just yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Like a by I water, just, maybe. Yeah, I don't. But that would take weeks. I have no idea. But if, I I think what what we gathered is that he had from what I'd read, he went to America to get this in twenty in in twenty ten two thousand and ten. He got gastric bypass surgery. He lost. 644 pounds. Wow. Holy so, shit. Hold on, though. There's a lot more to his story. So he went from 1,120 pounds down to 476 pounds. He, after the gastric bypass, okay. he got skin removed. Then he lost even more weight. And got down to 266 pounds from 1,120 pounds to 266 pounds. So this was the world's fattest man that had got a gastric bypass, lost this weight, lost even more weight, right, to 266 then the pandemic hit. Oh shit. So during the pandemic, oh, the, we're no. talking 2020, 2021, barely a year. He gained 20 stone. Now, listeners, remember there's 14 pounds in a stone. He gained 280 mm-hmm. pounds. He ballooned back up to five. I know these are all digits, but these are all interesting. He went up to 546 pounds, okay, Mm. during the pandemic. He ended up taking an overdose trying to kill himself. He said it wasn't trying to kill himself, but what what is this just to get attention? Because he said during the pandemic, he'd been asking people to help him because he knew he was gaining weight again. He took an overdose. Paramedics came and they did save him. This is all back in England. Um. That was just, that was just, I mean, I'm depressed now. I know we're all, Kate, guess what? We're all depressed. (laughs) Isn't that the state of being? 
We're all depressed. I'm low level anxious at all times. Well, buckle up because there's more. Okay. During this point between him getting the gastric bypass in 2010 to the pandemic in 2020, in 2014, so he'd lost all this weight after the gastric bypass, he was down to 266 pounds. He was engaged to someone in America. He moved to America. 90 Day Fiance crossover. Sure. Why was TLC not on all of this? But they broke up and he now is back. I saw a very recent English, like an interview with him on an English TV show uh, called This Morning with uh, Philip Schofield um, and Holly Willoughby. Um, And this was filmed eight months ago. And he broke up with this fiance many years ago. He now lives in Plymouth, which is in the south of England, alone in sheltered housing. And he's ballooned back up to over 600 pounds. It's the most tragic, awful story. So I said to Kate, honestly, I'm glad we didn't what didn't find this because it's so sad. I I just we needed some levity. Like I Okay, I have a question. Go ahead. So a lot of times with the shows where folks have gotten to a morbidly obese weight, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a a reason most of the time. Right. Like they've had some traumatic experiences in their early life that have caused them to kind of turn to food as Mm -hmm. a comfort um, and a vice. So was, did you come across kind of no. like his early life? Like how Nothing. did, why did I did this thousand I pounds? I didn't. And once again, you know, um, research was surface, surface okay. level. Um, but, um, I just got the stats. I wanted, I was there for the stats, <laughs> but the fact that he lives in this most recent interview, as I said, was eight months ago yeah. and he's in Plymouth in the South of England alone in sheltered housing and sheltered housing is, um, I don't know if it has the same equivalence here in America. Sheltered housing is kind of like Section 8 or, you know, government-assisted living. Oh, um, okay. And he's morbidly obese. So hmm. I don't know what this documentary would have been like, but I really think right now, we I don't think we needed that this week. To be completely selfish and make it about our mental health, I, I don't think I could have taken it, Kate. I mean, let's be fair. There's a lot going on right now. There's a world that's like heavy on all of us especially so here. why don't we why don't we alleviate everything and we go to what heals we're gonna all, go what, what heals, heals everything <laughs> what heals all ailments listener is the wheel of shame, wheel of shame. right so guys just a little overview everyone knows everyone's excited this is where we get the chills this is where the tingle down the spine we're going to the Wheel of Shane, which contains all 113 and counting shows that we will be studying on the TLC network. We're going to spin it twice. We're going to get two shows that we are going to study for a week and then come back to you and regale you with our findings. So, Kate, what do, what do you feel like this week? What do you feel like? Okay, I feel like I want a story I, I would love like a one-off 
you okay. know, something not too depressing, but like someone who's had a really interesting life, like medium okay. depressing life. Okay. Medium and then depressing life, you know, like the average depressing, not like a regular depressing, just like average depressing. Yeah. Life. Just normal level depressing. Yeah. And then I, my favorite thing on TLC, you know, I'm always Alaskan woman looking for love. Like I want a love story. I want love off the grid. I want love, 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 love. Right. Yeah. But when you say love, I do want to emphasize that doesn't mean marriage. This is like drama, getting to right. know and you're completely incompatible. Love, love, quote, yes, quote unquote, love. Yeah, that's what. I um, well, I just saw something spinning on the wheel of shame because it's spinning ahead of me, and it says Ooh. "lost in translation." I wonder what that is. Ooh, here's what I don't want because I've just seen something. There's family Chantel. I don't want to see. <sighs> We've done so many big families. We've come off two episodes of Sister Wives. We did the blended bunch. I don't need any more massive families. I don't want that right now, right? Well, that's a 90-day spinoff. You know that, right? Uh, What is that? Family Chantel. Oh, of course. Yeah, Family Chantel. Exactly. And I didn't like right. them. I don't want to see any of them. I don't... Okay, I agree. Yeah, okay. I just want to yeah. make sure you know. I agree. Oh, I, awesome. I didn't think they were that entertaining. And there's also stuff like, um, I'm looking right now, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but there's okay. a lot of family stuff. I don't know. There's a new show that we need to add. I'm going to add it right now. What is it? I'll add it before we spin. What is I, that? I love a mama's boy. I have seen that. Is that okay, let me add it. It's, let me check. Uh, I'm, it is, it is actually. On oh, here. okay, great. I just want to make it sure because I saw it on Discovery Plus and I was like, Holy okay, shit. I anyway. will tell you what above that is one that I'm thrilled. I, this and Alaskan women looking for love above. I love a mama's boy is I catfished my kid. <gasps> that is one I am really wanting. I want, I catfished my kid. And I want, uh, I don't know what lost in translation is, but I feel like that might be good. Love at first swipe, love off the grid. That yep. would be good. Yep. I'm just going, kind of going through it. But Katie, Katie, I am just telling you there's a ton here that's like, um, oh, I need to get rid of, I just saw brides, grooms, and emergency rooms are still on here. Let's delete that. Um, there's stuff like call in the cheapskates. I don't really want to watch that. I don't want to watch DC cupcakes, dude. I don't need that right now. No. I like want, I don't want my crazy birth story. I don't even want my 600 pound life. I don't, I want light bright. I want light bright. Yep. And light bright means drama, drama, drama. Okay. So let's go ahead and do our first spin, Kate. So I am going to start spinning the wheel and it is spinning. All right. Give us an Alaskan woman. Come on. I just want something funny. I want Ugh. something like, I don't want like medium stuff. I want total dumbasses. Like this us. could be total dumbasses. Um, <laughs> married by mum and dad. Oh, mm. uh, there's pot. Even though it's a marriage, they, there's we've already got like over possessive parents, overprotective. Uh, Kate, do you want to check if this is even recent? I haven't even heard of this. Married by mum and dad. Okay. Married. Oh by- my god. Okay. I- there's there's two seasons. Singles decide okay. to let their parents pick the person they marry. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm into it. Okay, all right. So that's our first one for next week. We have married by mum and dad. That's an okay one. We're ashamed yep. to us fine on that. Yep. I'm gonna remove that. So we got married by mum and dad. The next one we're gonna pick, Kate. I want a biggie, like a biggie, as in Alaskan women. I just yeah. 
Let's spin it again. Let's spin. It's spinning. Okay. Oh, there's my pregnant husband as well. I wouldn't mind that one. My teen is pregnant and so am I. I'd like that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um. Tape. Is it a baking one? It's not baking. But it's it's weight again. And it's it's like mm. a mix of stuff we've had plus jazz. It's too fat to transition. Oh. So, I mean... Do you want to check if that's a one-off or even if we have it? Because some of these, yeah. I don't even see spit. Too fat to transition. Okay. So I I don't know if this is just going to be like completely heartbreaking and sad the entire time. There may be some element that's interesting because they may be in like a family where they have to tell them they're tra- transitioning and that might right. be interesting. right. Oh, okay. I think this will be a quick one. It almost—I think it might be a one-off, honestly. Okay, that would be good if we get a one-e. Yeah. yeah, it's available. I don't think there's many episodes. There might just be one or two. Okay. All right. Okay. So you know what? I, I'm fine with this. I'm just. Yeah. Hey, I'm a little bit lackluster because I was. I was just hoping for Alaskan women looking for love. You know, so just... Alaskan women looking for love is our white whale for sure. Like the day that happens is going to be the clocks will stop. I mean, every, <laughs> everything stops at that second. Um, well, this is fun. Okay. So we have, what do we have for next week? Too fat to transition and married by mom and dad. Yep. All right, listeners, you know what you have to listen to. So before we go, we need to plug our social media. So please go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Tender Loving Care Pod and at Twitter at TLC Poddy. Send us a loving, loving email at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Kate, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, we mentioned it before. If you are an agent in the field. If you, mm-hmm. if you are someone who's interacted with a TLC person or you've been on TLC or you have had a cake made by the cake boss or anything, <laughs> you need to email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. We will anonymously share the tale that you tell mm-hmm. on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen, everyone, thank you so, so much for listening. Please tell anyone that you come across people in the street, um, bakers, butchers, cappuccino makers, just get candlestick makers. The person holding you hostage. (laughs) Yes. As long as you tell them before you break free of the ties, you know, we've, we've done a service here. We've done a service. Yep. All right. So have a fabulous week, everyone. We cannot wait wait god i've literally had two beers but there's a lot going on there's a lot going on um all right so we cannot wait to uh speak with you next week so have a fabulous week and uh thank you so much for listening we love you bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.